Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Welcome to this special edition of the High Impact Man podcast. We are going to be broadcasting live from GTE 44 in Cape Fear, North Carolina. Yeah, that's right. Dial-Up has caved into the peer pressure of many guests coming on our show and saying, dude, you got to do a GTE. I'm coming along to record the podcast live. I've gotten special permission to follow along during the crucible, the overnight ruck, in order to record our podcast. We're going to interview all the guys, well, not all the guys, but many of the guys down here. And we're going to give you a taste of what it's like to go through a GTE, a grow ruck training exercise. And this is, I think, the last one of 2023. And we're expecting a pretty large group of guys. I'm guessing we're going to be in the 60s for the Crucible. Uh, tomorrow morning, the King Builder is going to be held on the deck of the USS North Carolina battleship that saw action in the Pacific Theater during World War II. That's going to be awesome. And then we're going to go through Grow School during the day. And then, of course, the Crucible, the overnight ruck. We're expecting temperatures in probably the low 50s overnight and rain. So it should be pretty cool, pretty epic. Well, I understand Major Payne is the lead cadre, and he is going to run the World War II Pacific Theater theme throughout the whole weekend. So stay tuned. We're going to see how things go. But right now I'm going to bring in Dial-Up here. Dial-Up is going under the log, along with another guy, Gandalf, who we interviewed about three episodes ago. Um, he was a member of our packs. He moved down to Roanoke. He's meeting us here. Uh, he's starting to have second thoughts about the overnight ruck, saying he wasn't prepared. But we're going to talk him into it. So we'll be talking to Gandalf as we go. Gigawatt, our packs from South Susquehanna Valley, he's driving us down. He's going to participate in the King Builder and the Grow School because his son, Noah, lives down here. We're going to get him out on the battleship tomorrow to work out. And who knows what will happen after that. Maybe these two guys will throw in a backpack and join us overnight. But right now we're going to go to dial-up and find out just exactly... What his thoughts are entering here. We're about an hour out driving from Pennsylvania. So we're about an hour away from our destination in Wilmington, North Carolina. And we're going to ask Dial-Up here what his thoughts are right now and what did he do to prepare. Dial-Up? Well, you know, my first thought is my mom always taught me growing up that I shouldn't give in to peer pressure. <laughs> uh, so that, that not listening to my mama kind of got me in this situation. But no, I'm excited for it. Had a little scare uh, with uh, kind of feeling like I might be getting sick and was around some folks that had COVID, COVID a week or so ago, but I'm clear, I'm tested, feeling all right, so looking forward to it. Um, there's a rumor out there that if I brought some beef jerky, I might be able to uh, talk slaughter into letting me out of some certain things. Uh, maybe that includes getting wet and sandy, but I doubt that's going to happen. But uh, we got the beef jerky ready to go, the pack's ready to go. I got it nice and, and nice and packed, uh, nice and neatly packed. Which I know is not going to last long because you know the rumor is one of the first things you do is you just dump everything freaking out on the ground and then have to pack it all back up in like five seconds after they make sure you got everything. But I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. I'm looking forward to the challenge. I think it's going to be a great time. Uh, looking to test my limits. Looking to meet other men and uh, you know come out on the other side just a better man and a better leader. So that uh, hopefully I can go back to the, uh, our our our. Uh, region f3 susquehanna valley hopefully i can go back there and get some other uh guys to, to foolishly i mean wisely sign up uh to do one of these in the future and i'd be able to step alongside them help them train and a bunch of us could do it together in the future so looking forward to it brother 
All right, tell us though, tell us a little bit of, you know, of what your weekly preparation was. Like, what did you do to get ready for this? Oh, I forgot. You did ask me about what did I do to prepare. Um, well, let's see. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, you know, I really had to transition a lot. I know, you know, it's going to be a lot more upper body than, than a scrawny little Jackie legger like me typically can uh, muster. So, spent a lot of time, you know, just getting a little bit more upper body strength going. Lot, lots of Merkins. Uh, it's a little tough balancing act for me. I had a little mountain bike crash, you know, maybe two, three months ago, and. Uh, boogered up my shoulder a little bit. It's been sore, so it's been a balancing act of, you know, trying trying to build build up a little bit on the Merkins and upper body strength, but not irritate my shoulder too much. But I, I, I'm to where I'm going to be at this point. It's going to suck no matter what. Uh, but I'm ready. Um, other than that, just strapped the ruck on, did some did some runs with the ruck on. You know, did did some rucks carrying. You know, uh, for for me, the biggest thing I just would I'd grab a coupon and. You know, go and do some like three and four mile rucks, carrying a coupon, slinging it over my shoulder, farmers carry, whatever it might be, uh, to get ready for it. Um, the, you know, the people in Danville that would see me out at night doing that looked at me like, you know, I'm a little weird, which, which I, I guess I would say the same thing if I had seen a guy with a rucksack on, uh, carrying a coupon through the neighborhood and a red light on top of his head, but, uh, so be it. But yeah, I, I did the best I could. Always wish I could have trained and, and had a little bit more time to prepare. Uh, the schedule kind of didn't work out quite as well as I wanted it to with some things that are going on and, and occupied my time a bit. But, hey, at some point you just got to say, I, I got what I got, and uh, let's go and let's get after it. Let's uh, work hard, have fun, be challenged, and come out the other side just with guts. All right, thanks, brother. Don't let him fool you. He'll be more prepared than almost anybody down here. He's going to rock this thing. So, Jigawatt. Jigawatt's driving down here. His son lives down here. He's excited about that. He's going to do the King Builder tomorrow. He's driving his Suburban, so we got a big vehicle. It's been it's been really plush. So, Jiggy, thanks for driving down, and uh, what are your thoughts going into this weekend? Uh, well, it's my pleasure to take you guys down to uh, get dial up down there and, most importantly, bring you guys back after being up all night. Um, and I'm just excited to get down there with my son, Noah, who does have a... Uh, name in the gloom he is cheesesteak and cheesesteak uh has been to a, a couple workouts but my my main goal is to get him introduced with the guys in the area and to uh get him uh, engaged with f3 in the wilmington area and uh I, I hope that uh he makes some friends down here and we all get to just encourage each other uh moving forward ah very nice i think that's you know lord willing that's going to happen uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be wet. It's going to be sandy. Not for me, but for dial-up. And what's really cool is we were counting off. There's at least five guys that are going to be down here that we've had as guests on our show before. So Funny Car's coming down uh, to do this thing. It's his second GT of the year, he told me. So we're going to meet up with Funny Car. Uh, Slaughter's going to be here. We've had him on the show. Major Payne, as I said, is the lead cadre. We've had him on the show. Uh, Beauty, who's from Cape Fear, and we've had him on the show. And Uno, our buddy Uno from back in Pennsylvania, he's, I think, the uh, trainer number two uh, for this uh, event. So I don't know. There might be more guys that we've had on the show before, but we're hoping to run into all those guys, and who knows who else we're going to run into. But we're going to come at you in little segments as we uh, interview guys and report from this as we go through the weekend. So stay tuned, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, we're here on the Friday night social, the gathering before the, the whole thing starts tomorrow morning with the King Builder on Saturday morning. And I got two guys here. I've got F3, Malcolm in the middle, 
and F3 Beetlejuice. They're brothers. Malcolm in the Middle is 18. Beetlejuice is 21. And what's really cool is their dad isn't right here with us standing here right now, but he's here too. And Malcolm in the Middle at 18, he got his brother and his dad into F3. And we're going to ask him how he did that and uh, something about his future. So Malcolm in the Middle, you know, how'd you do this? How did you get your brother and your father involved with F3? Yeah, so it was, it was actually easier than you'd think it'd be. Um, they, were, they were super down for it and super willing. Uh, it all started, I was a part of a church group here at Wrightsville Beach Baptist Church. And we went on a trip to Puerto Rico. And, I mean, a lot of stuff just stemmed from that, uh, life-changing events there. I actually got saved and baptized there in Puerto Rico and just came back with a whole new community. And um, the guy leading the uh, trip there, the missions trip, is uh, F3 Beauty. And he got me involved in F3 one morning. He kind of just headlocked me into a workout, and I loved it. Very first workout, I think, was a uh, Thursday Thunder. It was like a weightlifting workout. And uh, I just kept coming back, and I just loved it. I started doing challenges. And I think the main thing that I really enjoyed was actually the community aspect of it. You know, I, I love the early morning workouts. I'm always, I've always been a morning person. Um, and I like that it's kind of, you know, military background because I, I seek a, you know, occupation in the military someday. And, yeah, but the camaraderie built and the brotherhood built and just some of the wisdom since being a younger guy – uh, the wisdom I can get from some of these older guys is just remarkable. And uh, having that community, and so I was just trying to get everyone who I knew involved in it. And I got my brother, uh, Mudflap, F3 Mudflap. I got F3 Beetlejuice. I got F3 uh, Crash Test and F3 Dad Joke all involved in it. So now it's kind of a, turned into a family thing, and I'm super thankful for it. Yeah, that's awesome. That shows a lot of wisdom for, for somebody so young because most guys, A, don't want to get up that early when they're your age, and B, don't really have a real plan for their future. It's really difficult for guys to know what they want to do when they're 17, 18 years old. I mean, I'm 57. I'm still not sure what I want to do. But it's awesome because Beauty, we've had him in as a guest on, on our podcast before, and he's just a motivational guy, right? Absolutely. Loves the Lord. He leads. Doesn't he leave like, uh, the beach church down here? Yes, what? yes, yeah. So uh, he leads. He's a... Uh, pastor here at Wrightsville Beach Baptist Church. Um, he also helps lead, uh, you know, Hang Time, which is a youth group, um, Gather, which is a young adults group, and I attend both those, and it's just a good time. He's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. He's a surfer dude. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, one more thing. You say you, you seek occupation in the military. Now, your brother kind of spilled the beans to me. Um, now, Beatles, you, you told me that he wants to be a SEAL, right? That's correct. <laughs> All right. What, what do you think looking at him? Is he going to make it? Yeah, I think he's determined. For sure. Well, that's what it takes, right? Determination. You just don't quit. Just don't quit. Just right? don't quit. Just don't quit. Yeah. All right, man. So, Beetlejuice, uh, you're 21. Tell us what you do. Um, so, yeah, I, I dropped out of college after my first semester. I just didn't take it very seriously and uh, didn't want to you know, waste money if I wasn't really chasing that degree. And so I dropped out and became a door-to-door salesman, which uh, I'm one of the good ones, I promise. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I've just been doing that for two years now and I'm kind of growing in the company. Um, leading my own sales force, and uh, I just came home for my second summer of working, and that's how uh, I started doing F3. Uh, as soon as I came home, I didn't really have any time to, to sleep, honestly. The next day really was just bringing me out to, to get started for a workout, so yeah, now I'm here. Yeah, that's cool, man. So uh, that's actually pretty smart. Why waste your money if you're going to go? Because a lot of people go to college and come out with a degree and they can't pay it back because they can't get a job that pays them enough to pay all that money back. So, you know, pretty. what are you selling door to door? Uh, pest control, hence Beetlejuice. <laughs> ah, there you go, Beetlejuice. All right, sweet. 
So you're also, I mean, 21 for, for at least our experience and the guys that we interview in the podcast, it's really tough to get guys your age out uh, to F3 because most of the time y'all don't want to wake up that early in the morning. So, I mean, what, what, what motivates you? How do you get yourself up? How do you get there in the morning? Uh, honestly, you know, seeing my, my family do it, you know, especially my little brother, you know, we always made jokes how we picked on him growing up and now he's eye level with me. So I can't let him outperform me just yet. You know, I'm, I'm still young enough to, to keep up with him and seeing my dad out there. That's, you know, big motivation for me as well. If my dad's out there doing, it, I got to be out there doing it. Um, and yeah, that, that, and also surrounded by some other stuff. I've been reading some books about, um, you know, David Goggins and hearing some stuff that he's been through. It's like, man, this is nothing compared to some of the stuff he's gone through. So, you know, if he's doing all that, I, I, I think I can do this. Yeah, a great perspective, man. Yeah, I love it. Uh, how old's your dad? Um, he'll be turning fifty next summer. Oh, well, he's ancient then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. right. No, almost, he's he's younger respect. than me, so yeah, he's almost respected. Almost respected. Yeah, well, I got him by about eight years, so that's okay. Um, we still keep coming out, us old guys. Because we can't sleep. We we wake up early anyway. So, you know, it's horrible, you know. So I don't know. You say you can't let him outperform you. What if he goes to, in the navy and becomes a seal? Then what? Yeah, so I was just having um, a conversation with a few other F3 members, and uh, I was telling them I've never felt more motivated to join the force, whether it's, you know, SEALs, Marines, Army, Air Force, whatever. Like, I'm a, I have a new drive in my life after starting coming to F3. Um, you know, whether it's going to the military or, or, you know, doing a different career path, I think my motivation and discipline has definitely changed, and my perspective on life has definitely changed after coming to this, so... You know, whether he joins the military and outperforms me in that aspect, you know, maybe I'll outperform him in, in a business aspect. There you know. go. But something. Yeah. You'll be the drive. one making the money. Right. I'll still have that same drive and motivation. Just You know, SEALs don't get paid that much. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'll, I'll just work extra hard to make sure he has a few uh, properties in real estate. That way he can come home to those. So. Oh, what a big brother. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks a lot for being part of this. I think, you know, it's just so cool. I mean, we did the weekend has just started. It's just Friday night. We haven't done a workout yet. You guys are young. You're going to kill it, okay? I'm going to be one, the one suffering tomorrow morning. But, uh, yeah, you guys are going to kill it. Don't worry about it. And what, now, let me ask you this. So, um, you guys decide who wants to respond to this. But what did you do to prepare for this? You're doing the overnight ruck tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, what did you do to prepare for it? So... I'm fortunate. I know, I'm not sure if this is like a nationwide thing, but I know here in the Cape Fear region, um, F3 Flight Nurse hosts a monthly Ruck Crushers event, which is you know just a taste of a of a boot camp and Ruck, uh, you know, just beat down pretty much. They're about three to four hours long, starting at four or five in the morning on the on Saturdays. Um, so I've I've been fortunate to do a couple of those with him, and I've really just been trying to get miles in with the Ruck on, you know just continue to go to the post of the morning workouts and you know just uh, work on that endurance and just train up into the into this event super super excited for this event though yeah is he a fight nurse he's one of the cadre this weekend isn't he he is that's what i'm hearing so he uh he just shaved his stash, so I don't know how I'm going to... Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, so Flight Nurse is noted for his handlebar mustache. And yeah. I've never met him before, but I saw him walking in, and people yelled his name, and I've seen him on Facebook Live. Yeah. I, I'm hoping to interview him here this weekend. I haven't met him yet, like I said, but I didn't see the mustache. Yeah, great guy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I did the, uh, the earlier events with him, I mean... He had the whole cadre look to him with that stash. I'm not gonna. <laughs> not sure how I feel about it now without it. So. Yeah, I know it's, it's crazy, right? Rabito, just what did you do to prepare? Same thing. Uh, I was a little less fortunate um, to have that because I, I kind of got into F3 a little late. Um, I've only done one type of ruck event, which was two Saturdays ago, which Flight Nurse actually still led. We did a 10 mile ruck um, while trading off 
60-pound sandbags. Um, I think there was seven of us out there, so I carried it for about four miles, and that was the first time I've ever actually done a, a, a distance ruck. Um, but besides that, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, I usually wake up and go run for the beach or run on the beach with a weighted vest on. Um, I'll run peer-to-peer, which is about four miles, so trying to get my endurance up, and then also training the the neck and the traps to you know be prepared to carry some weight. So that's pretty much all I've done. I haven't you know been as fortunate I to mean, have all you, those, but yeah. You've been doing it since September. You've been part of F three since. Yeah, I've been doing F three for September. just about a full month now. Yeah. yeah, a little over a full month. So I guess I've had a month to prepare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the advantage is you're 21. Yeah, and, and you look like you're in good shape. So you know, I, I, there are a lot of guys in there that are in pretty good shape, but there's some of them. I don't know. I think you'll be. I think you'll be just fine. Hopefully. Yeah, compared to me, you'd be great. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. All right. Yeah. Hey, more to come. All right. Here we are. We finished the King Builder this morning, and we're about to go into Grow School. King Builder was held on the USS North Carolina, as I mentioned earlier, and it's perfect weather. It's raining and about sixty degrees, maybe a little less than sixty. Maybe. But anyway, we're about to enter the King Builder in a big church here. We got a little breakfast, and I've got Beauty here, F3 Beauty from Cape Fear. Now, you all might remember him from our episode when we had Beauty on. But what we didn't know during that episode is his mom and dad are from Danville, Pennsylvania, which is right where Dial and I are from. So, uh, Beauty, we're about to head into grow school. How did you think the King Builder went? The King Builder was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. We had over 200 men there. Oh, is that how many we had? Yes. Right. It was raining. It was wet on the bridge. Uh, everything about it, looking around and seeing men from F3 Cape Fear and 30 other regions, um, gave some uh, 10-year reunion vibes. Yeah, I wasn't here for the 10-year re- reunion, but you guys, it was held right here in Cape it, Fear, It right? was, and it just, um, I don't know how to put it, other than you look around and you have that many brothers around you and you're all of the same focus and one accord. It's, there's a different feeling about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. And the trainers are doing an amazing job of motivating us, right? Motivated, motivated, motivated. Motivated, motivated, motivated. Yeah. I just signed up for that. I can't believe I just signed up for that. Are you guys going? That's F3 in general, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you going tonight? Yes. Uh, are you going tonight? I just signed up. Let's go! Oh, there you have it live on the air, folks. Some guys that just signed up for the overnight ruck right here, right now, right before the grow school. Oh, they have no idea what they're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. But as you were saying, that many guys and the trainers are like, you know, I mean, a long time ago that I went through basic training, but they're like drill sergeants, except a little bit nicer. They are a little bit nicer because the trainers are invested in your development as a leader. And their whole vision is to give it away and to essentially replace themselves. They want to see you go back to your family and be the husband that you're called to be. They want to see you be the father that you're called to be. They want to see you essentially make the most massive impact that you were created to make in your community. That is the role of the trainer. Yeah, amen, man. And uh, I'm hoping to interview a few of those guys as we go on here. Come on. Um, and, and what was really cool is they brought up, what, two different guys, right? Yes. That were uh, FNGs. Yeah, we right? had uh, specifically Mason, FNG Mason, who we uh, nicknamed Six Count. Yeah. Because he did Six Count burpees on the deck of the USS North Carolina. But from the get-go, this kid at 24-ish years old, took it and ran with it and my first impression was he's a leader of men 
and he's yeah. gonna, he's going to make a massive impact. Yeah, and, and the first time these guys had ever led anything in cadence and leading two hundred men on the deck of a battleship. How good? How how much better? Can it get any better than that? Yeah. What what did you do today, guys? That's right. Yeah. What did you all do out there today? <laughs> yeah. He just led two hundred men in cadence and exercising the USS you know North Carolina, which was in the Pacific Theater during World War II. You know, that's all we did today. A- NBD. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Hey, one more thing. I interviewed uh, Beetlejuice and Malcolm in the Middle last night. I'm so glad to hear that. That That's so awesome, man. You I know? love those boys. And, and they give you the credit, you know, for bringing them in. That's a glory to God, praise Jesus thing. Yeah, they, amen. They are, they are taking next steps of faith, middle, Malcolm in the Middle specifically, and it's, a, it's been amazing to watch him come back. He got uh, baptized. He surrendered his life to Jesus and then got baptized on a mission trip to Puerto Rico this past spring. And then he turned around and baptized his younger brother. He came back home, and he's been living out Jesus in front of his family, and his whole tra- family is getting transformed. That's amazing. That, yeah, talk that about is, impact. Yeah, incredible impact. That is the impact that all of us are called to make. The ultimate leader, the ultimate authority being Jesus Christ, and the one that, man, regardless of where you are when you're listening to this, he's got a purpose and a plan for you. And you might hear that and go, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? But, man, for real, for real, dude. Yeah. Like, wake up to it got an 18 year old that's coming back and actually living out the high impact man life that he's called to and his whole family is being shaped because of it yeah yeah absolutely he brought them to faith and he's, he got the, his brothers and his father into f3 and uh and that is just so cool and he wants to he wants to serve man he wants to be a seal he wants to be a navy seal yeah he uh he's taking next steps of faith toward that and whatever god calls him to man certainly want to support that yeah i wonder how many future navy seals we have in there right now who knows yeah all right we're gonna head into growth school now really appreciate uh beauty's time here he's shivering outside so we got to get him inside get warm (laughs) (laughs) call out thank you brother all right stay tuned okay we're still here at growth school we're in intermission here and i've got akron he's one of uh the cadre for tonight's event now, you guys may, have, if you listen to our podcast routinely, then you'll know that we interviewed Akron and Major Payne together before yes. GTE and Hampton Roads. Yep, yep. I don't know how long, but that was last year sometime. It was. It was last year. About the same time, it feels like. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Something like that. A little bit earlier in the year, but it, it was getting close to fall for sure. Yeah, so Akron, he's, he's a former military, former drill sergeant, right? That's correct. Yeah, he was a drill What do you think about these guys leading Cadence today, how they do it at the Kingdom? <laughs> Uh, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but they could have sped it up a little bit. At <laughs> it, it, it was a lot of different things going on with the cadence today. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, as long as everyone followed the leader, that's the main thing, the point to get across. Uh, if, if everyone's doing the same thing, then everyone's correct. That's, but but it's harder when that cadence isn't what they're normally used to. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Actually, I get some flack from some of my guys once in a while. Uh, they say I'm a little too fast, but then I uh, then I experience other guys. I'm like... Yeah, the guys that really do it well, they do it about the speed I do it at. So. Yeah, I think one of the main things is is you're able to count the cadence and actually do the movements with the cadence. Yeah. For some people, I know they just count just to count, not necessarily in rhythm of the movement. But the, the whole purpose of the cadence is to um, have everyone uniform. And yeah. if everyone can't do it at that speed, then you probably need to speed it up or slow it down. Yeah. So we had an army guy on a battleship, you know, navy vessel. <laughs> Felt like a fish out of water, but no, it was cool. It was, it, was, it was a good experience. Yeah. So what do you guys have in store for us tonight? A lot of things in store uh, tonight, man. I think this one will be good from the aspect. This will be probably the first time we have like a class leader disseminate information to the platoon leads and kind of take a leadership role from that perspective, as opposed to the cadre is holding up, then we just disseminate information to the PLs. 
we'll have the class leader disseminate the information as well. Um, it'll be some opportunities for uh, some redemption periods where platoons can decide who carries what as far as class weight goes. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's, a, it's an excellent opportunity for us, what we've done with the, the task and scenario is to incorporate a lot of Veterans Day things into the rut. So it'll be a lot of different scenarios emulating uh, some things in, in 1942. I'll, I'll leave that at that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I know we were on USS North Carolina. That was in the Pacific Theater during World War II. Um, but, you know, D-Day took, a, took place in Normandy. But there were beaches that we had a, we had to, you know, get onto some islands and go across some beaches. There's a beach here. I'm assuming we're going to incorporate some beach work into tonight's activities. We'll have some, some beach work. We'll have some, some, some gun positions on the beach. That if you know of a gun position, you got to angle that thing. How do you angle a gun on a beach when nothing's there? Sounds okay. like they may have to dig a hole. Oh, baby. All right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm just shadowing tonight. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be fun, man. It'll be some great time. We're going to have some periods of noise discipline on the beach. Uh, you know what happens when you don't follow instructions and we're near a body of water. Oh, oh yeah. You got to get wet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We also, Mother Nature has implemented some of that wetness uh, with, in the form of rain precipitation. It should be doing that most of the evening as well. So yeah. it, it, it'll be a long, wet night. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds perfect. Yes, sir. It sounds like a good Now, there's event. sand and there's water. Are there, are, are there going to be some sugar cookies? Oh, there definitely be some sugar cookies. All right, I had a feeling. Absolutely. All right. Our, my, my co-host, Dial-Up, who's not here right now interviewing Akron with me, he's going under the log. And the one thing he is re- dreading the most is getting sandy. Oh, so. yeah. He'll, he'll get sandy from the start, sir. From the start. From I the love start. it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope he's got a lot of Vaseline or I something. I guarantee you it'll be sand on him, in him, at home. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to drive home with them, but it's not my car, so no, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I'll be nice and toasty. I'm going to be bundled up. And- It'll be months from now before he finally gets rid of all the sand. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, brother. I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. I appreciate the interview. All right. Hey, y'all stay tuned. We're going to come back with more. We're about halfway through the grow school. All right, we just finished up grow school. I'm on the stage here with one of the trainers. This is power clean. I mistakenly called him deadlift, but either way, he looks like he can power clean a lot, so or deadlift a lot. But um, another motivational guy, uh, self-motivated. I mean, that's what they call, talk about drill sergeants in the army, right? Self-motivated. Uh, well, I wasn't a drill sergeant, thank goodness, but yeah, uh, self-motivated. If you think my wife is part of me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you talked a lot about your wife. She's a sergeant major in the army. Right? She is. My wife is uh, my rock in a lot of ways. So yeah. she's amazing, and I get to lean on other men, and she gets to serve the country. So it's awesome. Yeah, and you, you shared with us uh, talk, teaching us about the Q source, and for those who don't know, it's a leadership training manual. It's the best I've read on leadership. But anyway, you shared that you're not really comfortable standing up in front of guys and speaking. But you know, it didn't really show. I thought you did a really good job. So how do you think it went? So um, I judge how it went by how I see people react, but also how many people come up to me later. So we're right after the event, but I've already had a bunch of people say thank you. So it's really amazing, and it fills my heart to be able to do that. So I think it went well. Um, And the greatest thing about F3 is we get to speak from our heart, knowing and be vulnerable, knowing that these men are going to take that and honor that and honor what you said and how you said it. So it's... I think it landed well. I think we did a good thing, and it's different every time. I've done a few of them now, and it's, it's different every time, and it's great every time. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you, Uno, and Bono just knocked it out of the park, too. 
today, you know, up here. And uh, I know you guys are going to be walking tonight with the, with the rest of the uh, platoons, and I'm going to be tagging along, shadowing, and recording from uh, from the uh, Crucible, we call it, right? Right, the Crucible Rock is... Uh, is the overnight rock, which we're going to go on in a few hours, and uh, these men are going to take all that knowledge they've learned this weekend so far and put it into practice, and it, it, you'll truly be able to see people unlock and, and find a level of potential that they never knew they had. That is the stuff. Yeah. We've put all the work in, and now they put the work in. That's awesome, man. Looking forward to it. Now, um, you were in the Army. Correct. How long were you in? 23 years. Well, that's a long time. That's, that's awesome, man. It is a long time. Yeah. What did you do in the Army? So, uh, I always say I was an airborne paratrooper first, everything else second, but I was uh, I was a supply guy. So, I happened to get lucky and be in a combat arms unit, uh, the only airborne 155 unit in the world. Now, this was 30 years ago, so. Yeah. But then, after my first initial enlistment, I joined the National Guard. You know, five years later... 9-11 happened and I started getting deployed so as a National Guardsman you get activated to federal service and so I did Iraq and Afghanistan I did some short tours in Germany some short tours in Japan and some other places so really that's uh, where I met my wife um, so really formative uh, events but uh, 23 years total and uh, it saved my life I said that earlier yeah. being in the military saved, saved my life gave me a sense of purpose and duty yeah, that's awesome, man. And it shows because obviously you can take a little bit of what, or maybe a lot of what you did in the military and apply it here. So uh, I was a senior non-commissioned officer in the uh, in the army, and, and we breed leadership, right? Yeah. That's what we do. So when F three found me, uh, I was in a place where I'd given up, and um, it reinstated the things I knew I was born to do. Yeah. So it gave me my mission back, which is. Um, why I talk to other veterans all the time. I'm like, when you're ready for that other, that other fraternity, come find me. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. Listen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this segment, now, but we're gonna keep recording throughout the, the weekend. Uh, but uh, we got to have you on as a guest awesome. on our podcast. So I would love uh, to look forward to that. Okay. I don't know when we're going to get around to it because we've got a few other guys lined up. But Good. we got to get you on to talk a little bit more about your story. Yeah, I would, uh, I would be happy to. If, if uh, my, uh, my mentor, uh, GMO, who I know GMO, know, yeah, uh, says don't waste your pain. Don't, yeah. So he's had a lot of pain in his life, and he doesn't waste it, he tells everybody. So I'm happy to. If it can help one or two great men. Yeah. turn into better men I would love it and that's our mission we bring men on to tell their stories just for that purpose awesome so yeah I went out to St. Louis for a conference I met up with GMO and Toilet Genius a bunch of the other guys Beans and a bunch of other yeah. guys out there So I work with Beans actually oh do you really mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're, we're trying to get him on the podcast too So a lot of guys from the St. Louis we've had on yep. we've had Honeypot we've had Toilet Genius we've had GMO and there's uh, somebody Flo. else Flo we've had Flo yeah Flo's and, from Jeffco yeah alright St. Right. Louis but yeah. south yeah got it got it got it <laughs> All right, man, we appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you. All right, stay tuned, y'all. All All right, we're back in the hotel room now. Uh, Dial-up and I after the King Builder this morning, which it rained on us, uh, which was cool anyway, on top of the battleship, as we described before. And then the Grow School, which was a three-hour crash course in the Q Q Source, the uh, book on leadership that Dredd wrote, uh, seemed to be really received well by the the audience. But uh, let's go to Dial-up, see uh, how do you think the morning went so far, buddy? So far, so good. You know, just the opportunity to do that beatdown on the battleship this morning and uh, just just stepping foot on that deck. Um, 
knowing the men that served on that ship, um, you know, so many years ago and the sacrifices that they gave, the type of men that they were was just absolutely inspiring. And, uh, you know, as we close this morning at the King Builder, you know, just thinking about that we want to be living our lives to be ones that were worthy of the sacrifices that those men made, whether they, they sacrificed their life uh, because they died, they died serving or just the sacrifices they made to be away from their family, um, to be away from their wives and their kids during that time was just um, truly moving and uh, a really, really special moment. Um, moving to the Grow School, um, just, you know, it's just such practical stuff when you really think about it. Like it seems so simple, but yet it's just stuff that we don't think about and stuff we don't talk about as men. You know, and and what's really required of us to be be leaders, um, you know, for our families, um, you know, for our wives and, and, and everybody that's within our concentrica. So um, great reinforcement of just, you know, being amongst, you know, these the, the leaders that, uh, you know, really can, te- can teach this stuff and, and really bring it home. You know, we, we study it back in uh, in our region. You know, we study the Q source. And, uh, you know, we have great conversations, but it just hits a little bit different when it's the, the leaders here at the Grow School that are, that are sharing it. And then to top that off, you're, you're sitting with men that you don't know, uh, that you haven't met before, and you're just kind of opening up, getting to know them, and, uh, you know, hearing different perspectives from those guys really, uh, really was, was special as well. Yeah, that's a, uh, I, couldn't, I can't add to that. I mean, it was the, the experience on top of the battleship. And then when... Um, it was Power or Power Clean who, during the Q, uh, Grow School, said that you know he was a veteran. He said, "When people say thank you for your service, you know I say thank you to them for being people worthy of his service." And then he went on to talk about that, yeah. right? Which you just yeah. uh, mentioned, you know. And he said, "We, in order to be grateful for the service of those who are sacrificing in the military, we need to be the best Americans we can be." Yeah, yeah that was awesome, man. All right, so I think we're uh, going to go off to lunch. Uh, Penn State's down seven to three to the freaking Wolverines, but uh, whatever. Uh, we're going to get some lunch and uh, maybe uh, catch a little Z's before heading off to the Crucible, right, brother? You ready? I'm ready. I, I, I wish I was completely 100%, feeling a little under the weather. Uh, but uh, hey, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and uh, go out, tackle those fears. I'm excited about it. Excited about uh, you know meeting these other guys, being under the log with them, going through some difficult things, and just knowing that uh, how no matter how difficult it's going to get, um, I'm confident I'm going to come out on the other side. Not because of my own strengths, uh, because of the strengths of the men that I'm with. I know they're not going to let me behind. They're going to pick me up and get me to the end. Yeah, awesome, man. And you'll be doing the same for them. Yeah. So the official number was 218 at the King Builder this morning. I think that was the official number. That's a lot of guys working out together. And uh, it was amazing how well they pulled it off with that many guys. And we had, I think, seven FNGs that got named at the yeah. end of the King Builder. Uh, we have about 80-some guys, close to 90 guys, for the Crucible tonight. And they, they're going to split them up into three platoons. So more to follow. We'll uh, report live probably from a sandy beach with a sandy dial-up in the future. <laughs> all right, see you. Stay tuned. All right, here we are. We're about to kick off the Crucible. We're in the parking lot waiting for everyone to show up. The cadre dial-up things are just going to roll in here yelling and stuff. <laughs> we will see what happens. But we're here with Uno, our you know one of the best friends of the podcast, our buddy Uno from Pennsylvania. Uh, and he's one of the trainers, and he was one of the guys who was teaching at Grow School uh, today and involved in the King Builder this morning. And I'm sure he's going to uh, – He's not. his job isn't done yet. So uh, let's talk to Uno. So Uno, you know, how do you think things are going so far this morning? 
Uh, fantastic, actually. I'm really excited. I've been part of several GTEs and uh, from my fellow trainers, the excitement level is extremely high. Um, I've never been so excited to see so many guys, not only because I have a personal connection with so many, but just guys that I've gotten a chance to meet over the last 24 hours. Uh, getting a chance to talk to them and, and, and kind of find out the why, what they're doing. And and hearing them just, you know, having a little bit of that trepidation and, and, and you know, we'll call it maybe a little bit of fear going into it. Yeah. I'm ex- super excited to see the experience and the change that I'm going to see when we're all sitting down with us. So I'm really excited for it. Yeah, that's cool. So Uno is trainer two, right? Trainer yeah, T, yeah, T2, yep. Yeah. T2, not Terminator, but T2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is what, is this uh, the third GT you've been part of? The, the, the third G- GTT, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right. And um, so we got dial up here. Do you think he's ready? I know dial up's ready. Uh, I tell guys, and uh, I have no trepidations about dial up, but it's, it's about looking to the man to your right and taking care of him. And I, I know his heart, and he's definitely going to be one of those guys who's going to make a huge impact on his platoon. So I'm excited to see, you know, and hear the stories after he's all said and done. Yeah, well, he is a high-impact man. That's so, for sure. I don't know. He said he's feeling a little under the weather, but we think the cure is sand no, and water, right? No pressure or anything. No pressure or anything. <laughs> it has, it has to be salt water. water. It's salt water, yeah. Yeah. Don't you want to get us, like, chafed up first and then get us into salt water? Oh, it'll all happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, stay tuned. You look forward to uh, more sand and water and chafing. All right, stay tuned. See ya. All right, well, here we are. It's almost 6 o'clock in the evening. Uh, We're at uh, the Crucible event. I've got Bono here right now. You guys know Bono uh, from the SLT from the nation and from our podcast in the past. Anyway, Bono is T1. Uh, He's a trainer number one for this event. So, Bono. Uh, this is what they call the welcome party, right? Oh, yeah. This is the welcome party, the Stardex. So they are um, right now performing flutter kicks for consequences because they can't figure out how to put their gear in the proper order, which is all on purpose. It's supposed to create right. chaos. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, it was like they had to dump out their rocks and then they had to put it all back together based on a diagram in the dark. And uh, the platoons are about 30 each, right? Yeah, 26, 26, 27. Yeah. 26, 27 each. And, you know, one guy's trying to tell everyone else what the diagram looks like. Pure oh. chaos, baby. Yeah, that's yeah, all intentional, that's right? Yes, yes. And I think the key thing is it's about one man can't control 27. You can't communicate clearly. It's not control, it's communicate clearly. Right. The span of control is too much. And so they have to learn that the hard way. And then you start learning how do you divvy it up, how do you clarify uh, how do you break things up so you work as a team rather than 27 individuals? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think if for me, I, I would I would have got uh, each squad a squad leader to lead or something like that, but I don't know if that would have worked either. It, no matter what, I was going to fail. Oh, it, no matter what, they would have made sure it failed. So right. that's why yeah. it's, it's sometimes it's just a matter of just suffer through it, figure right. it out, because they create, they create stress to create that failure and that's what it's all about so yeah and, and, and to learn how to communicate under that's, duress that's that's key that's probably one of the most important things tonight they'll figure out um, and it's going to be two or three hours of frustrations but that's that's how you you form anything that's how you form steel right you got to melt it down first yeah uh, figure things out suffer the hard way and uh that's how that that pure steel is formed that iron is formed yeah it's a cool thing all right so next is the pft yes so they get to it's uh Ab mat sit-ups, which is uh, like a butterfly sit-up, mm-hmm. um, probably hand release, merkin sometimes, it, or, or push-ups, hand release. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they, they fling their arms out to a T, depends on what major pain is feeling. I'm not sure what the standard is. And then a two-mile run um, in under 18 minutes. So 
that's the standard. Yeah. That's moving pretty quick for me. I don't know yeah. if I'd meet, I don't know if I'd meet that one. Oh, it's it's designed to push people, especially guys who consider themselves ruckers. Yeah. Um, I read today. I was reading Born to uh, actually uh, the Comfort Crisis. Yeah. And they were talking about the book Born to Run. Like uh-huh. I was like, humans aren't born to run. We're born to carry. Yeah. To go a long way. Yeah. Um, and that's it's pretty cool. So ruckers like thinking that way. We're born to carry. So uh, running some pushing. Uh, yeah. Push for them. So that's that's a good thing for them. Yeah, I read I read both those books, and uh, there's there's by the way, just FYI, there's a new book com- uh, out called Death by Comfort by a guy named Paul Taylor, some uh, guy from Ireland. Yeah, I heard I, I heard him on the Art of Manliest podcast last week. Awesome. Yeah, I love check that. it out. Yeah, I love that podcast. Have not listened to that one, but yes, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that book. That's awesome. I read cool. five of the seven books you had up there. I've read. That's cool. That's I got to get the other two. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the things I, you know, I've got this weird fetish with Amazon. My bride says if mm-hmm. someone tells me a good book, I put it in my cart and save it for later until boom, it comes up and just slowly try to get through them. It's fun. Yeah. Amen. Really and by the way, great job with the, the grow school today. How do you think it went? Cause I, I really thought it was great. It, it felt really good, really impactful. It was neat working with uh, both Uno and power clean. Uh, both are, are newer cadre or trainers. They just went through the trainer Academy mm-hmm. last year. So, um, they really, the stories were powerful. The examples were powerful. Um, and both of them just accelerated. So it was fun to, to be part of a team like that. Uh, and listening to the guys talking, um, that was the coolest thing. We tried to maximize the amount of time that the, the men are talking to men and sharing ideas and, and getting vulnerable and, and really talking about, um, what's it mean to be a leader, a leader who builds leaders. Um, that's the cool thing. Yeah, that's what this is all about, right? Yes, sir. Leadership yeah. training here. Yes, sir. All it's right, thank, thanks for your time, man. Maybe we can hit you up a little bit later on. For sure, definitely. All right, brother. Thank you. We have a big debate you lifted. All right, here we are. We're in the, the, the uh, two-minute run of the uh, physical fitness test part of the Crucible, and I've got uh, Sticks. Sticks, yeah. Sticks here. He's from the U.K. He came over here, and he's doing this thing called a, a leadership tra- LT. LC. LT48. LT48. Now, 48 means because of 48 hours. 48 right? hours, man. Yeah, we've been started... Right, we started listen, up uh, Friday morning. Where Where do you live in the UK? Um, down in uh, Surrey County, so down south. South, uh, south. So about thirty minutes outside of London. I think oh, okay. London's an easy reference for most people. Yeah. Did you come over here just for this? Yeah, yeah. We um we had GTE forty two, so it was the first two weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. Sort of middle of October, the first mm-hmm. GTE event outside of um, the US. Yeah. And then um, Linus, the lead cadre, was like. Hey man, this is this is uh, LC48 coming up. Yeah, I think uh, a couple of you guys should come over. So three of us flew over to um, to get trained up as cadres. So, oh, that's awesome, man! Yeah. What do you do over there in the UK for a uh, living? For a living, yeah. um, I'm in business development, so head of business development for Virgin Group. So we look. You might know the Virgin brand. We got a, an airline, yeah, and we got a, a spaceship company, Virgin Galactic. A couple other things so I work for, for Virgin Group, looking after all the different Virgin brands under the umbrella. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So how old are you? 41. 41. All right. So how long have you been doing F3? I started F3 in May last year, so May 2022. Okay. Yeah. Now tell me, um, what can you describe this leadership training 48? Can you describe it a little bit for the people that are going to listen? Can I describe it? Um, if you have done a GTE event... And that's tough. That's uh, the, the LC has been probably one of the hardest things I've done in my life. I've done quite a few tough endurance events, but uh, yeah, I've been to some very dark places in the last sort of 48, uh, 30 hours because we're not yeah. quite into the 48 hours yet. So 48 hours, did you guys get any sleep? Uh, 
Have we had some sleep? We had some four hours sleep. Four hours last sleep. Last night, yeah, they put us down at midnight last night, and then we were up so we could join the King Builder this morning. So we we're up sort of at four thirty-five this morning. What did you ready. think about being on top of that battleship working? That was cool. It's quite emotional considering it's um, November eleventh. So yeah. in the in the UK, Europe, it's a it's a big day, it's Remembrance Day, and yeah. to be on board a on board a ship or a, a, you, you a war know, machine. You know we called the Veterans Day in America first before it became Veterans Day? Uh, Memorial Day, I believe. No, no, we have that in May. Okay. No, it was no. called Armistice Day. Armistice Day, yes. It was end of World War One. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 11th so hour, 11th day, 11th that's month. That's exactly it. That's what we, we got it there. It's Remembrance Day in the UK. So. Yeah, it was originally that, and then they changed it sometime in the early 20th century to okay. uh, Veterans Day. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. That's very cool. interesting. So, um, so the goal of this LT48 is some of you guys are trying to become cadre, right? Yeah, I think um, the, the, the underlying goal is probably if you want to join the cadre program, there's quite a tough selection. So I think yeah. after after 48 hours, we're going to an evaluation. Um, Linus and Bloodhound will sit us down and evaluate us on every aspect of the, of the last 48 hours. Is that your goal? Uh, yeah, it is. It is our goal. Um, the three of us that are over. Nice. Sort of to start expanding the, the Grow Rack, the GT program. What's, what's next? GT in Kenya? Um, there's talks. There's talks of Kenya. Um, there's, a, there's a big group. There's a big following in Kenya. Um, a couple of them, were, a group of them were meant to join us at GT42. Um, then we'll make it. There's a couple of visa issues. So I think we probably have to uh, take it down to them as opposed to them yeah. joining us. Um, that, that'd, be, that'd be very cool. That's I know awesome. there's a couple other European destinations. I think Germany, Germany's got a bit of an F3 presence. So, right, right. Yeah, so there's, there's talk of taking How GT. How about Belgium? In a, you know, the Heimpack Man podcast, we have in the map there's little like dots like do- yeah, dots yeah. of light that show us who listened to us and for a while there we had a lot of dots in Belgium oh really yeah I have no idea why that's interesting because they love us I mean you know. yeah of course of course <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't they uh, right. yeah I mean Belgium's Belgium's probably a good if there's, there's people listening this means there's, yeah, there's people to go give the, F, the gift of F3 to right so yeah man yeah. alright so when are you going back we fly back Monday so it's a bit of a whirlwind trip yeah. flew in Thursday 48 hours on the on the trot yeah and then, are you uh, married I am married indeed. So you yeah. have an understanding wife. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's understanding. Uh, yeah, um, the text message Homo, who's uh, sort of the lead of this, when he uh, this is about four days after GT forty two, mm-hmm. he sent me a message saying I've got a proposal for you. Yeah. And I showed my wife the message, and yeah. she just laughed, and she just laughed and laughed because she knew it was something, something pretty silly. So yeah, yeah this is like the ultimate uh, CSAP for us <laughs> coming right, out, Joe. So, yeah, she's understanding. Um, yeah. Or maybe she's just stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> My wife doesn't understand why I'm down here. I'm just recording podcasts. I'm walking all night long. And she's like, what are you doing that for? Yeah, why would you do that? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, why wouldn't you do it, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks for talking to us, no, man. No problem, man. And good luck and God bless you. Yeah, all right. You too, man. All right. Now, listen, I'm a Manchester United fan. I mean, okay. I don't know what, 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 what uh, club is near you. A bunch of them, probably. Oh, they do. Oh, well, London, London-based is quite a few. Yeah, Arsenal. I, I mean, I'll be quite honest. I'm not, I'm not originally British. I'm really South African, so I've lived in the oh. UK for about seven years. So okay. I don't quite have a, a football team. All right. I've, I've been corrected many times. <laughs> but, uh, if you <laughs> sure. call it soccer, you get lambasted there for... What do you call it in South Africa? Uh, it's, it's called soccer in South Africa as is well. Is it really? So, yeah, yeah. So, I thought that was only America. No, no. A couple of the African countries call it soccer as wow. well. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, it's the Soccer World Cup, isn't it? So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for talking to us, No brother. problem, man. All right. God bless you. Cool. <laughs> All right.
<laughs> we're, still, we're still there at the end of the uh, PFT. They're still running. Uh, but I ran it across F3 Linus. He's Cadre Danny. He runs the Cadre uh, thing here for – runs Grow Rock basically for us. So uh, he was a member or a, a guest on our podcast in the past, and uh, I got him here now. And you see, so now you're here leading this uh, le- uh, leadership training 48, right? LT48. Uh, leader course 48. Leader course 48. LC48. Oh, LC. I thought it was LT. Uh, LC48, leader course 48, uh, this is class 01. Yeah. So the first iteration of this event, uh, even though it's class 01, it's not a new event for Grow Ruck, uh, tr- uh, correction, Cadre Academy, class 01, which we spoke about uh, yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah. So Cadre Academy produced 11 Cadre to join the F3 Cadre team. Uh, three of them are out here tonight leading GTE 44. These right. are qualified, now experienced cadre leaders. But we recognize that the course that they went through has application for any man of F3 that has the potential and the desire to uh, increase his leadership skill and give him some experience, um, put him in a live environment where he can be evaluated on his skills. Mm-hmm. So uh, Leader Course 48, Class 01, is now integrating with GTE 44. Right. So uh, GTE 44 is the live environment that candidates like uh, my boy here. Uh, we got Seagal here. Seagal with us too. Yeah. Is, uh, is going through. So uh, Seagal, roster number, what are you, nine? Zero nine. Roster number zero nine, yeah. uh, who's also a member of our trainer team. But for tonight, he is roster zero nine. So he has a couple of tasks that he will be evaluated on uh, dur- during the uh, during the Crucible event, and so uh, there are ten other uh, candidates out here, and we uh, we divided them up, and there's three or some sometimes four assigned to each one of these platoons out here. Yeah, we got three platoons. There are three platoons: red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue, yeah. man, on Veterans Day. That's right. Yeah. Happy Veterans Day, by the way. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Dfib. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, Seagal, how's it going? What do you think so far? It's been going great. I think uh, Linus has put on a great LC48 for us. He's right uh, here, so you got to say that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, but truly, I mean, the, the intent is uh, to bring a little chaos and disruption, but what it does is it, it allows us as a team, mm-hmm. a uh, candidate and training team, to truly build bonds. I mean, it... As he, he's uh, spoken many times about our department is he wants us to be one cohesive unit. And in order to do that, we've got to work together. We've yeah. got to suffer together, and we've got to work together. And so um, Linus and uh, Cadre Linus and Cadre Blood and Pound, these two IC with LC48, have put together a, uh, a pretty uh, nice <laughs> event, I'll say. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been great. So where are you from? Uh, I'm personally from F3 Katie in Texas. Oh, yeah, Katie. We interviewed, uh, um, oh, help me out here now. The Safari? No, no, he was Nantan and he stepped down. Uh, Camo. 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 Yeah, yeah, Camo. Sorry, Camo. Almost, I forgot your name for a second there. Yeah, we interviewed Camo from uh, Katie a while ago. We adopted the 30 for 30 at, in our region. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, everywhere we go, we try to push 30 30. In yeah. fact, uh, just we had Wichita guys, uh, visited those guys, and they were like, hey, man, that. GT34 yeah. uh, Katie uh, event went really well. How do you guys do it? And I was, well, let me tell you a little something about 3030. Right, <laughs> so right, right. So I'm glad that's, that's spreading. So it's all about, man. So now, uh, Linus, I got an idea for you. Okay. Okay. We really need to have a GTE 
Gettysburg. Okay. We, I don't think we have a region there, though. So uh, I don't know how we Harrisburg is uh, probably the closest one. It is, yep. Um, well, there's a Hanover, too. I don't know if Hanover might be closer. Yeah, oh, yeah, Snacktown. that would be. Yeah, yeah, Snacktown. That, that would Red be Barons, close. Red Barons, you know, the, and Antan down there, so. Okay. Um, I love it. I, I love the battlefield. The, yeah. the challenge would be, because it's a national park, natural historic site, um, it, it would be difficult to obtain a permit we would probably have to have like actual registered guides i, I am oh, assuming okay. that but yeah. that's we can overcome that obstacle I, I think it would be wonderful to do more of like a historical themed gte yeah but i, I love the idea I'm, I'm all about it yeah i mean i thought about it when we we're on the battleship today i was like this is so amazing to be on this battleship where men were on there literally fighting in world yeah. war ii you know zeros flying overhead and all yeah. this stuff and we were on the deck doing a workout today and I, and I, for, I don't know why I'm thinking of battlefields and, yeah. and I thought of Gettysburg so. yeah as I was standing on the, the deck of the North Carolina this morning I was uh, imagining that I could feel the energy coming up through those planks Yeah, you know like if you were at sea and what it must have been like yeah. for those sailors back then uh, and the, you know the ship looks so big when it's sitting there mm-hmm. but imagine what it must have looked like in the middle of the Pacific right. it's just a thought yeah. You know, like uh, so, some of those uh, pictographs, you could see like um, when it was like uh, underway, and and right. the seas are like all the way up to the yeah. to the gunnels, and I'm like, wow. What was it? You know, what's it like for an army guy to be on a navy vessel? I mean, I mean, with mad respect. I mean, <laughs> I there is a lot of animosity between army navy. Um, I had the privilege to deploy uh, as an army soldier twice with naval special warfare. Oh. So uh, I, I was augmented to a SEAL team, and so I got to learn a little bit about uh, Navy traditions and cultures, yeah. uh, culture, um, which they their traditions run much deeper than Army traditions. Uh, really? Yeah, and, and, it's, and it was really cool to see. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk shit to a sailor, like a cadre flight nurse. You know, he's, yes. a, he's a Navy veteran. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I, I have respect uh, for them and... Um, Everybody who fought in World War II has all of my respect. Yeah. Greatest generation. Yeah, man. Yeah. Everybody laid it on the line. All That's right. right. Appreciate your time, brother. I would love to introduce you yeah. to the GTE 42 Guildford, England uh, host queue, who is one of the candidates out here for right. Leader Course 48. There's three guys from the UK, right? There's three of them. That's right. I just talked to Sticks. Okay. Who, who's uh, the, who was the. Uh, Sticks. The, Rotor is another one. Yeah. And Homer, who was the host queue. Okay. And uh, my vision for the UK mm-hmm. is that Homer takes the lead on expanding the Grow Rook department in the UK with the purpose of springboarding into the rest of the continent yeah. of Europe. He right. would be better poised to do that. Sure. From there, then we, we meaning the US Department of Grow Rook, would be from here. Right. But if you'd like to meet him and talk to him, I yeah, can make that happen. Absolutely. I already talked. Yeah, please. I would like to talk to him and the other guys. From, I'd like to talk to all the guys in the train. It's so cool. Do it. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I think this is really neat. I told I told Sticks to gotta get the, the guys from Kenya came up. I said, we got to get a GTE in Kenya then, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's in the works. Yeah. Is we, it really? Uh, wow. We're, we're talking about that. We had hoped it might occur as early as July of 2024. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to um, delay that decision a little bit. Uh, we need to do a little bit more thorough assessment of their region before we uh, commit to uh, what's going to be a significantly different formula than than we've used to date.
but uh, yeah, the goal is to get a GTE in Nairobi, Kenya at some point yeah. in the near future. Well, that's awesome, man. I know, right? Yeah. What's yeah. what's next for you? I know you pedaled all the way from the North Pole to the South Pole, basically. We were just so, talking you know, about that. What's he, next? He, he had never heard that story, so yeah. I was oh, just really? telling him about my epic bicycle tour. I told him, remember but, I told you on the, you hadn't finished it yet when you were on the podcast. Right. And then you went and finished it because COVID interrupted you and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, you got to write a book about it. Uh, so. I have a idea for a book called Freedom on Two Wheels. There you go. <laughs> a lot of times when I was riding by myself, uh, lost in my thoughts, nobody to talk to. I would either talk to my bike, right. uh, yeah. Black Pearl, literally. I mean, I would, I don't know, she became a person. Uh, <laughs> but also, um, I had a, a phone mount on my handlebars, and I would just hit my voice recorder, yeah. and I would just narrate uh, excerpts from my book. Yeah. Uh, basically, the events of that day and impressions I had and people I had met. So... Uh, with all those voice recordings, I've got a pretty good start on yeah. what I could edit into some kind of a story. I don't know who I would read it. Maybe just my family, but uh, it's a work in progress. Yeah, when, when, three in the <laughs> yeah so when you, when you get it done, man, if we're still if we're still going, and I think we will be, you know, we'll have you on the podcast to promote it. By then, we'll be, be worldwide. Awesome. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> right on. excellent. I'm kidding, but you know, it might no, be great yeah. if it was. But you know, but yeah. seriously, we'll have you on. If you, uh, well, anytime. Anytime you want to come on, you call me, okay? Okay. You got an idea to share? You got something cool going on? Just let me know. We'll get you on. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, I like your idea about GTE Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be very cool. Very moving. Yeah. You're over in western PA, right? No, or? I mean, we're in uh, Danville, which is sort of Danville, north Virginia? central. No, Danville, PA. Oh, Dan- okay. It's like north central PA, about an hour above Harrisburg. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All yeah, right, yeah. It's a little town in the middle of nowhere, basically, so. Excellent. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, ho- hopefully we can link up in the, in Pennsylvania. Um, did you know the your sector queue is here, Maxine? No. He's here no. from Pittsburgh. Okay. Former Nantana Pittsburgh. Yeah. And um, he had an idea to host a Valor event uh, next year in Pittsburgh. A Valor event? Yeah. What Valor. is that? So uh, this is something that Cadre Babyface came up with. A uh, compressed one-day version of a GTE. Okay. So um, le- less of a commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a Friday through Sunday thing where people have to stay out overnight. Yeah. You basically um, uh, Saturday morning, a, uh, a convergence. Uh-huh. You go into a grow school, learn some stuff about Q Source, go out and do about a four to five hour uh, ruck event in the afternoon, and then close her down with a little fellowship gathering on Saturday night. The valor component is uh, honoring some kind of a uh, uh, military uh, theme, military landmark. All right. The first valor was down in uh, Charleston, South Carolina this past August, uh, and they went to the USS Yorktown. Um, so I'm, I'm lowering my voice so that yeah, sure. we're not stepping on major pain over there. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's the valor. Well, you know, we kind of do something like that with the Keystone Conversions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not associated with valor, but we do. there's an overnight ruck and then a beatdown mm-hmm. the next morning. And, and then we, we do um, a service project in the area. But uh, we don't have a, a grow school. But uh, Yeah, so we, uh, as a grow ruck department, we deliberately want to uh, offset from the Keystone Convergence because yeah. that's something that already occurs there organically yeah doesn't need any assistance or support from f3 nation and so uh things like that um are um in and of themselves uh, successful yeah and so um the, re- the reason i 
kind of elaborate on that. We had a, a GTE in Valley Forge planned for last year yeah, that we had to didn't cancel. Get enough registrants, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people said, "Well, let's just move it to Harrisburg uh, on what's it called, City Island, or uh, yeah." And then we can just um, integrate with the Keystone Convergence. And uh, I was opposed to that decision because I didn't want to step on somebody else's event, you, you know. And and I didn't think yeah. that would be appropriate. But uh, but it is a, it is similar kind of um similar theme you know, yeah similar. but hey the more more stuff the better yeah, yeah exactly that'd be awesome man. have you heard of that event the keystone convergence i have not um, no so basically uh, i had that idea like three years ago shared it with banjo and uh and he got the nantans together from pennsylvania so basically get all the regions in pennsylvania to come together for a convergence we gotta keep our voices down because it's getting quiet over there yeah. i don't want to get kicked out yeah something suspicious I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. We'll yeah, let we, you know later. Uh, we might want to put it on pause. I think they're honoring somebody right now. Okay. Follow them. All right. More to follow. Stay tuned. All right. We're continuing to interview guys here at the, the beginning stages of uh, the Crucible. It's 7.30 p.m. And they just finished the PFT. Just got done talking with Linus and a little bit with Seagal. And now we've got Homer here. Now, Homer is from the U.K. He's another guy in the... LC48, Leadership Course 48, and uh, from UK, and he hosted, you were the guy that arranged and kind of oversaw the whole GT42 over in UK, right? Yeah, I was the host queue for GT42 The Hills, um, and uh, first FQ for the Way AO in Guildford, and for the uh, F3 Southeast UK region. Very nice, very nice. How many guys did you have at GT42? We had um, 39 packs take part. Yeah, and some guys came from Africa, right? Yeah, we had uh, one guy who came from Nairobi in Kenya, The Rock. Yeah. Um, we were hoping to get a bigger team coming over. The, the idea was to get sort of seven or eight guys. Um, Danny Kadrialina spent some time getting some good funding from F3 Nation. Uh, unfortunately, we um, fell at the mercy of the High Commission, so we only managed to get one guy over. Right. Only one visa across the line. But, um, yeah, great to meet The Rock and uh, find out what you know, F3 in uh, Kenya is all about. Yeah, that's cool. So how old are you? Uh, I am 47. 47. How long have you been doing F3? Uh, I have been doing F3 for just over two years now. Um, we opened our first AO, uh, the Way AO in Guildford, um, in August 21. Okay. And um, how did you get your name? How did you get Homer? So I, was, <laughs> I am Homer because primarily um, I am a family man. Okay. Uh, there's a longer story about that, but I, uh, I divulge that story on the podcast. Um, stuff worth trying. Um, yeah. All around 3030s just a week ago. So I listened to anyone it. interested can yeah. uh, can pick up that story on there. Yeah, you definitely got. Y'all should listen to that one. I listened to it. It was great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, the 3030 idea is something we took up about one year in. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, it was a particularly hard sell to some guys. We were quite new to F3, uh, the F3 language, uh, some of the F3 ideas and mission. Um, but it's built over the last uh, 12, 18 months and it's become a staple of most of our AOs now in the UK. Yeah, that we, we uh, adopted that about a year ago after interviewing Camo from Katy, Texas, who started 3030 there. Uh, we adopted it only one day a week. We do that on Wednesday mornings. Uh, but yeah, it's great. Um, so you, li- y'all listen, need to listen to Stuff We're Trying podcast with Homer to hear more about that. Uh, so... Uh, you must have a very understanding wife. I, I said the same thing to Sticks, because you did this GTE 42, and I was saying, hey, we're going to fly over America and do this other thing. 
Yeah, so uh, the way it works with my house is uh, once it goes in the family calendar, and that's uh, that's in the iPhone, uh, all the kids are in there with their calendar. Uh-huh. The wife, the M, has her calendar. She also has their calendar, and we all go in, and once it's in there, it's good. But, yeah, she loves she loves F3. She loves what's out. She, um, she knows how good it is for me and how good it is for our family. And also, there's an interesting story behind it, really. We're from the north of England, um, a city called Bradford, New Yorkshire. So our locality in Surrey, we, we don't have family. Um, we didn't grow up there, so we don't have school friends. Um, and F3's been really a gateway into the community and it gets no guys in the local area. And as a result of that, it gets to the wives and children of, of, of those packs as well, which has been a fantastic uh, opportunity yeah. for us as a family. That's awesome. So why are you doing this thing? Why are you doing this LC48 thing? So the LC48 opportunity came around um, as I was host queue for GT42 The Hills. Um, I worked closely with, with Danny and the team, um, Yodel, um, Cadre Slaughter. We had an um, Italian job with K9 on the train team. Um, I just really enjoyed the whole process, the preparation. And Cadre Lance said to me, you should look into LC48 as an opportunity to maybe become part of the Cadre team. Um, yeah, and as you said, my wife was very understanding and said, you know, go off and enjoy yourself. Right, so you're hoping to be a cadre and take it over to England and maybe all to the main Europe, right? Mainland yeah, Europe. so this is the idea. We'd love to um, take the grow up and the GTE theme to Europe. And uh, there's a number of AOs now across Europe. Um, so there's some great opportunities in, in Switzerland. I was chatting to uh, PAX only last week, who um, they have a couple of AOs just outside Geneva. Um, there's, a, there's an opportunity in Germany we also have um, other parts of England Birmingham has an AO uh-huh. so that will potentially be a grow up opportunity for us very nice very nice so um, all you people out there in Germany and Switzerland and stuff you got to tune in to the High Impact Man podcast too okay <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure there's a lot to be learned and uh, well, certainly have a lot of good F3 content on there that's worth listening to well it's so cool to interview these guys we bring guys on to tell their story to motivate encourage and inspire other men and man I've talked to like probably 15 different guys I've already recorded for this particular episode that are definitely high impact men and man look what you're doing I mean you, you hosted the GTE over there the first one outside the United States you're over here doing this thing I mean you're definitely trying to make a high impact in, in your concentrica your community your family and who knows how much further right yeah for sure and um, you know I've said this already on the podcast but GTE and, and Grow Rook it changed my life and, and, and my perspective on life and, and the way I view things certainly around my family and my M and and a lot of that came from Grow School, and um, I know a lot of the guys who were at, at the Grow Rook in Guildford um, also have the same, same feelings. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, were you pretty fit before you before you came into F3? Were you into fitness and exercise? Yeah, so um, I would say I'm a self-confessed gym rat. Um, I've always been into fitness, uh, always been into physical activity and sort of leisure pursuits, if you like. Um, always looking for a new challenge. Uh, joining F3 for me was, was more around the fellowship side of things. Yeah. As, as I mentioned previously, we, we don't have family and school friends in the area, and it was just a really good way to embed into the community and get to know people. Mm-hmm. It opened in, in the UK around around the time of um, COVID, so there wasn't as many gym opportunities around. Mm-hmm. Great opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, well, we wish you, you know, best of luck and, and God bless you in your endeavors. I hope they pick you as a cadre. I got a feeling you got a you got a little bit of a leg up because they want you to start it in the UK, but uh, but you still got to meet the standards, right? Of course, yeah. So they're not yeah. going to lower the standards. So. Standards to me, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've already endured forty eight hours of, of, of torture. Yeah, we found some low standards on the beach yesterday morning. I can tell you the uh, the one mile burden carry with a uh, hundred pounds of sand that was a. Uh, 
probably one of the toughest challenges I've had this year. Yeah, how much do you weigh? I weigh, so I'm 11 and a half stone, around 70 plus kilos. All right, we'll have to do that conversion to pounds. Let's see, <laughs> 70 plus kilos? So I'm probably about 164. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and carrying a 100-pound sandbag for you yeah. is pretty heavy, right? Yeah, there are thereabouts. Yeah. Now, when you were doing your all your gym rat stuff, were you carrying heavy things? No, not so much. I would say most of my fitness um, came in the form of cardio exercise. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a runner as such. I probably am now. I've done a lot of running over the last couple of years. But, yeah, definitely more cardio um, rather than the strength stuff. Grow Rook really introduced me to the strength side of exercise and, and that sort of, you know, leg strength that's, that's great, carrying the rock around and, and the implements of woe. Yeah, implements of woe. I got a feeling we're going to see a number of those tonight as, <laughs> yeah, as this thing sure. goes on. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for your time, and God bless you, brother. Yeah, and you. All right. Cheers, Keep buddy. us in touch because if you, you get another GT startup or whatever – um, listen to the podcast and, and get our contact. I'll give you my contact information, but we want you to come back on the podcast. That would be great. All right? So to just promote what you're doing over there, okay? Yeah. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. Cheers, buddy. That was awesome. Okay, I'm here now with Cadre Major Payne. He's a lead cadre uh, for GTE 44 here at Cape Fair. You guys may remember uh, Major Payne from our podcast from, I don't know, probably a year ago now. Mm. Something like Something that. Something like that, yeah. Hampton Roads, I think it was last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a year ago. Yeah, so we're about, what, four hours in, mm-hmm. and they're doing the Formex now? So the Formex is uh, designed to really teach them how to, one, form up quickly. How, how is the formation supposed to look? And we teach them about just how do they move in formation or, or move in a, a, a single column or a double column. It sounds pretty simple. doesn't seem like something you really need to train, but a lot of these guys have never moved a massive people around and so being able to do that efficiently takes a little bit of training right and so it's important to do that another thing we teach is just how do you efficiently in in some controlled manner cross a road Mm -hmm. getting a a bunch of people across a road safely takes just a little bit of instruction a little bit of preparation and so that's what they're going through and then lastly quite often in these grow rucks there will be ways that we um provide uh training through um creating a casualty situation so mm-hmm. you know um, simulating someone uh either becoming killed or, or wounded in some manner and so they their, their buddies have to carry them so we want them to be able to carry the guys safely and not um you know doing it in a manner that's going to hurt them more so yeah. we give them a little bit of instruction about how to conduct a casualty carry so yeah cool yeah so um this is veterans day and we're going into the day after veterans day but right now veterans day we had the king build around the uss north carolina and you built uh, this gte around that theme uh the uss north carolina which served which uh, served world war ii in the south pacific that's right yeah so that was something that's really important to me is just to have some sort of it, one, it gives meaning to the whole GTE. If guys are being smoked, there's a reason. I wanted to put a story thread line through the whole event that, um, you know, for example, we just had the welcome party. Mm-hmm. Usually that's an event that wears guys' individual wills down so they can operate as a team a little bit more. But when they're going through it, they don't understand it. So I gave them uh, a story about, hey, they're, they're being attacked in the Eastern Solomon Islands, the Japanese bombers and the zeros are attacking the ship and they are conducting tasks that they would as marines on a ship um, in order to defend it so i thought that was a, a 
just a, a, a neat way to pay tribute to those who participated in that battle. Now we're saying, hey, you've successfully done that and you're moving to a land-based assignment. So they're Marines. They've got to train a little bit and learn how to operate on land. So that's mm-hmm. what we're saying. And then they're going to move out shortly and uh, they'll be given a mission that they will complete throughout the night in different phases. It'll be awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. And you've been doing this for how long? You were the first cadre at uh, Academy, right? No. So I was one of the um, instructors during that cadre Academy. I okay. um, started working with Growwick in um, 2020 at the point when we pulled away from GORUCK. Okay. So um, at a certain point, F3 Nation decided they no longer wanted to continue the relationship with GORUCK and create and develop their own cadre. They put out a call to those who had special operations background, myself, um, uh, Bloodhound, Dread, or some of the guys, Danny, of course, who have special operations background, and um, they asked if we wanted to serve as cadre. So we started uh, working as cadre and just working some of the events, and then the Cadre Academy came along, and we were part of training that, and, and now we have some really great guys out here. Uh, tonight I have Akron, Slaughter, and Uncle Rico, who are yeah. three fantastic cadre, um, and, and none of them are prior service. So, right, yeah, that's pretty cool. Can you yeah. expanded the cadres and include guys that are not prior source. Service. Right, but but and, and as we know in F three, I mean, it draws a certain breed of of yeah. man, and and if you're not that breed of man when you start, you, you end up becoming that breed of man that's going to um, step up and uh, be able to serve others, and um, you know, um, improve your community around you. So, and and that's what these guys all are. I mean. Certainly, you know, Slaughter's president of the F3 Nation. I mean, right. he's been doing it many other ways, but when he comes out here as a cadre member, his oh, focus is on these men. And, um, and uh, you know, same with the other guys. It's just, uh, it's really cool. And um, it's cool to know that really anyone can step forward and say, hey, I think I have what it takes. It's something that I would would bring joy to my heart and that to be able to give back in that way. And that's what the leadership course 48 that's right. currently ongoing is, is all about. Yeah, we interviewed a few guys, including Linus, uh, yeah. about that. That's really awesome. Yeah. I wish I was a little bit younger with a good back. I'd do it. Uh, it's <laughs> funny how age does that. I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, just I, a lot of these guys ruck, um, and, and they don't run because yeah. they, they're rucking. That's how they get their fitness. But we ask them to run. Uh, it is it is a form of fitness we think that is important to at least keep up in some fashion. Yeah. But, um, uh you know, you have to be able to do a little bit of both. Right. Yeah. 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 That's cool. It's about total fitness. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So one more thing. Uh, the sunset. Uh, where's that going to be? It's going to be on the beach? So we have a sunriser. 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 Yeah. Sunriser. Yeah. So the sunriser is um, going to be at 640 tomorrow morning. It'll be on the beach and they will be um, just moving as part of a scenario uh, down the beach at that point And we will stop and pay tribute to the sun rising but um we have uh one of the guys who's agreed to speak and he's going to offer some powerful words to the to the uh, class and i think it's gonna be really impactful yeah that's awesome man. yeah all right look forward to that um well thank you for your service because this is a this is a real service not just to the guys of f3 but these guys go out in their communities and in our country and including the uk yeah yeah so it's a big deal it's amazing uh come a long way in the last few years since we have separated out from GORUCK and I think it's become something that is a lot richer than what 
they do. I mean, not to disparage Go Ruck. I mean, there's Special Forces uh, brothers that that run those events, and they and they run good events. But ours is a lot more focused on developing leaders and developing men to um, lead their communities and and unlocking them to do that in ways that maybe I never thought about before. Um, really puts them in a place where they know that they accomplish things that maybe they they never dreamed of accomplishing before so that's yeah. the magic of it yeah and doing something challenging yeah, yeah. find out you can do more than you really thought you could yeah no it's confidence builder it's something that pulls guys together um you know the csaps i mean that's what they're all about is right. is um, building those bonds through shared suffering and um this grow ruck is the uh the pinnacle of those yeah yeah all right, well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Amen. All right, this should be our last entry. Uh, GTE 44 in Cape Fear is in the books by what we heard from the cadre. This is the suckiest one so far as far as weather. So the temperature was somewhere around 50 degrees and raining. And, of course, uh, they, they got the guys wet anyway. Uh, and it was windy, especially on the beach. So it was cold and wet, and so it was kind of miserable conditions the whole night. But our man Dial-Up has made it through to the other end. He got his patch. Uh, he's now showered up and ready to hit the road on the way back to Pennsylvania. So we've got to catch up with Dial-Up and see what his impressions were uh, from start to finish. So uh, first of all, Dial-Up, congratulations on making it through your first GTE. And uh, tell us, you know, from the beginning, you know, the welcome party. What was the welcome party like? The welcome party was uh, just great, you know, getting to – well, I guess when you say welcome party, you're talking Friday night? No, no. The welcome oh, party is what they call party. the beginning, uh, okay. the first right. like hour just and a half, two, sure. first sure. two hours of the crucible. All right. Yeah, so the welcome party was, you know, of course, they just want to immediately throw you into chaos. So, you know, rucksack, you know, everybody kind of gets everything packed nice and neat and tidy. Um, so it's easy to get to this and easy to get to that. And, of course, you know, immediately everything just gets dumped out onto the ground. Um, and you can't dump it out on the ground quick enough because they count it like milliseconds. And so you're immediately punished. And uh, then you have to organize all your stuff, uh, all your gear, in a very particular pattern so that it's laid out perfectly for them to inspect everything. Um, so I think we it took us three or four times until we actually got everything right there uh, and uh, suffered a lot of punishment because of that. But it, it, was, it was good. Um, learned learned like something as simple as getting into uh you know getting into formation that seems so simple you know when you see a diagram but when they do it with kind of a chaotic uh environment where you know they change different directions they move uh they spin you around in different you know facing another direction like it it it's it's harder than you think but like once you learn the way to do it right it's it's actually pretty simple and we got really really good at it that we could you know we could pop into formation super super quick um, but yeah, like, like all that was great. We immediately started lifting very heavy sandbags, uh, or, or quote, uh, gunpowder because everything was themed off of, um, a world war one and a battle that was, uh, raging. World war two. World war two. World war two. World war two. Uh, <laughs> and a battle that was raging. Sorry. I'm a little sleep deprived. Um, but uh yeah it was just it was it was just awesome but it was it was hard it was very chaotic right off the bat uh it was a it was a blessing when we got to the point where we, they did they did the pt test mm-hmm. and all we had to focus on was just doing merkins and uh and uh sit-ups and and running two miles yeah and uh it was all in the dark you know a lot of these other gtes they take place earlier in the year and so they're doing like the pt test in the light i mean you guys are running around this park you had to do 10 laps 
uh, around the soccer field uh, in the dark, you know, and report your lap as you pat, you know, past the cadre and stuff like that. So uh, even that seemed a little chaotic to me. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't running it. I was just watching y'all, but that seemed a little chaotic. So you were in red platoon, and uh, your cadre was uh, Uncle Rico. Correct. Right. So do you hate him now? No, I love love the guy. Right. He was he was awesome. Like everything. Everything he did, you could you could just tell it just radiated off of Uncle Rico. That like he's he's telling this for a reason. You know, it's to keep you safe. Um, it's to get you to do things right. It's to it's to teach you how to to watch out for you know the other guys that are in your um, in your platoon and in your squadron to keep them safe. Um, and then also just to you know how to be how to be a leader. You know how to to be a man that can take charge and take control of you know in our case twenty six other guys that were in your in your platoon. And you were responsible for, um, and when he punished it, punished us. He he punished us for a reason because we, um, we we had a bunch of guys that could not keep their mouths shut whenever we were um, to be quiet and operating in in a silent mode, and uh, we we had some guys that, and I think I might have actually done it once myself by accident. So I can't throw everybody else under the bus, but we crossed a white line. We weren't allowed to cross the white line on the uh, on a section of the road that we were marching on, and uh, yeah. So we, we had punishment along the way, but when he punished it, it was out of love and it was to correct us because what we did could potentially put, you know, one of our, uh, platoon mates, uh, safety, uh, at risk or our own safety at risk. Yeah. And, uh, one of the things you did before you, uh, you marched away from the fields, cause you guys were in the field for about five hours or so, uh, doing the welcome party and the formation practices and the PT tests and, uh, carrying the, 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 the ammo bags, which were big sandbags. And stuff like that was uh, you had a, um, a currently serving a couple Marines show up. Yeah, a Lance Corpor- Corporal spoke to you guys, right? Yeah, the, the, there was three Marines that uh, they had a Marine ball that happening earlier in the evening, and uh, they just happened to be driving by the park that we were going through all these drills and and uh, you know this initial welcome party, and they kind of drive by and he's like, "What are all those red lights?" in 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 the field like in in the cars like like they i think he actually thought like maybe there was you know mischief going on and uh so they actually stopped and then whenever they explained to him you know what it was what it was all about they were like just totally you know intrigued and fascinated with with f3 and and what a grow ruck event was like and so they actually came over um given it was veterans day and friday was the uh a birthday of the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these three Marines came over, and one of them gave a nice little talk to us and uh, thanked us, you know, for coming out and doing doing hard stuff. And you know, he recognized that you know it's a big sacrifice for all the guys that were there to uh, you know spend a weekend away from their from their family, from their loved ones, um, and give up some of their own personal time to go and and do something that's not the most pleasant thing, uh, but it's it's ultimately to make themselves better men. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was arranged. And then on Facebook Live, they said that they were driving by. But I guess that really was true, that they yeah. were really driving by. I mean, how, how serendipitous is that or providential that, you know, it's Veterans Day. Uh, the theme throughout the GTE was uh, the USS North Carolina, where we did the King Builder on the battleship, served in the South Pacific. So you guys were Marines. This is what Cadre uh, Major Payne came up with, and you guys were the Marines on the USS North Carolina. And here, a currently serving Marine just happens to be driving by yep. and gets to stop and talk to you, talk to you guys in his dress blues. Yeah, I mean that's just unbelievable, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty one of those godlike moments, right? That this, just yeah. things happen. Yeah, it's like like okay, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, so you guys then took off. You got under the log. How heavy was the log? 
I have no idea. Um, <laughs> it was it was heavy. Let's just say that it was heavy, and I I don't know whether they were like pouring water into it somehow as we went. Um, I think yeah. someone mentioned our we carried the log. I think it was just shy of five miles. I think they said it was like a four point eight mile log carry that we did, and uh, you know the first two three miles weren't so bad, but the last mile mile and a half was just just a grind. Um, it might have been kind of a mental aspect that we kept being told that you know we had half a mile left. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it was ultimately about three half miles that we had left. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but it was it was tough. It was it was really really hard. I definitely was I was pretty gassed and did not want to carry that log any further uh, at the end of at the end of that uh, segment. Looks like you got, you guys had about six seven guys under each log. Yeah, and and you know there's a lot of kind of shifting around that you have to do it's not just like carrying the log but you know kind of keeping guys matched up and paired up in the right way so that you know you don't have two tall you know two tall guys on opposite ends of you know a bunch of short guys and now the two tall guys are carrying the whole log themselves because Mm -hmm. the short guys can't even touch the log um so there's just you know a lot of movement um coordination going on while you're carrying a log that far to to make sure that every man's you know able to contribute to the to the weight because it's it's it wasn't a log we carried logs at our seesaw plot one time, right? And like three guys could, you know, pretty easily carry those logs. These logs were heavy, uh-huh. and uh, they were definitely ones that, you know, when we had five guys or six guys uh, carrying it, it was it was a lot of work for sure. Yeah, and you're carrying other heavy things too, other sandbags and stuff. Right? Oh, and our, and our rucksack was on our back as well. So we already have, you know, forty five pounds on our backs uh, that we're already carrying. Then you slap the log on top of it as well. Yeah, yeah. So now every GTE, they get you wet, right? So tell us about that. Yeah, it didn't take long. Uh, we, we were planning to get wet because of, you know, the rain. But, uh, you know, we, as soon as we left uh, the initial field that we were in and uh, the starting point, we, you know, we turned a corner. We went probably less than a quarter of a mile, and uh, we passed a, um, a fire station. And, of course, you know, fire stations have these things called, you know, big hoses <laughs> that spray water out of them. And so the firemen had great delight in just absolutely, you know, drenching us in rain and like rocketing it into our ears as we as we as we rucked past the uh, the fire station, and then uh, yeah, then we got into a I, I was totally disoriented on on where we were at different times, but it, it seemed like we were like in a little cove uh, or a little bay area. But we you know we did some exercises in the water, of course. Um, they were nice. They did not get us in the ocean, but I think that was because. Um, it, it had been raining on us for like pretty much the entire time from about midnight on, uh, I think it was raining on us. So we, we were already soaked and there was no really sense of getting us in the ocean because guys were already really, really frigid from the, from the cold and, uh, and the rain combined. Yeah. And the wind on the beach yeah, and the wind. Yeah. It was very, very windy. The, 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 uh, shovel flags were at full mast. <laughs> right they were stiff yeah right yeah so um you guys had to plant some some guns in the sand right with specifications did you did you kill the enemy we did kill the enemy yes we uh we put our six guns uh aka the the logs that we had carried for almost five miles we we got them planted in the sand at uh, a 30 degree angle and all six of those cannons were all lined up uh, our guns were all lined up uh perfect uh looked like an engineer had actually put them there when we were all done all right, you ready to join the Navy? No, nah, I'm good. Well, you're a Marine, so that's you know it's part of the Navy. You want to be a Marine? True. Uh, not at this age. I think I'll think I'll pass. <laughs> that's probably smart. If, if I had to, if I had to go back over, I always said I wish one regret I have in life is I didn't serve in the military. But the Marines would definitely would have been the branch that I would have wanted to enlist in. Yeah, nice. Now, who was your battle buddy? 
Well, our battle buddies uh, shifted throughout the night. Most of the night, I was with uh, Black Dog. Uh, he was my battle buddy, and we spent a lot of a lot of time together. Black Dog was an absolute freaking beast. We had a a, a contest between the three platoons. It was basically who could hold their rucksack, you know, so 40, 45 pounds over their head, the longest. And so everybody in every, you know, in all three platoons started with the rucksack over and we just went until last man standing. And, uh, it, our red platoon won that. We actually had two guys still in whenever the blue platoon and white platoon, uh, had all their guys drop. And one of them was, was, uh, was black dog. And he, he, I'm not sure how old he was. I never asked him his age, but like, he looked like he was probably close to 50. And like, it had to be four to four and a half minutes that he held the rucksack up over his head. The only guy that that was even close to him was this young guy that looks like he's about 30 and is just absolutely jacked uh, with muscle. So it was very impressive to watch. Oh, well, kudos, Black Dog. Way to go, brother. Now, you you told me basically Red Platoon kicked ass all night. We did. Uh, We kicked ass in a lot of the challenges, the head-to-head challenges. We also kicked ass in in maybe not exactly following... uh, (laughs) following Uncle Rico's directions at the time, though, because we had a fair amount of punishment that uh, was dished out uh, for us for not following directions. So we, we kicked ass in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So um, how what did you, the, the sunrise service, because it was just raining and cloudy, really didn't see much sun, huh? Yeah, there was no such, there was no real reason to stay on the beach and sit there and, uh, you know, the comfy sand and watch the sun come up uh, over the uh, over the ocean. So where they moved us inland to get us away from the from the from the wind a little bit, uh, to kind of keep us keep us safe and keep us warm because it was it was getting pretty 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 chilly for everybody, you know, with the wet, the rain, um, the combination of you know you're exercising, then you're sometimes standing still for a little bit doing different things. So it, it was hard to keep your body temperature like up consistently. So if it, it would drop, you'd kind of get warm again. If it drop, you'd get warm again. But the yeah, the sunrise service was was awesome. Uh, one of the PAX members uh, shared shared just a story of his his journey with F three and and getting involved with F three and, and and only being involved I think it was about six months or so and his uh, his wife was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and he just shared of just how the F three guys just rallied around him and his family you know, him and his M. Um, and just supported them and uh, just encouraged them and, and, and just generally took care of them uh, during that time when, you know, she was having a lot of treatments uh, taken care of and, and uh, you know, he's still trying to work and take care of his kids at the same time while she's not feeling well. And, uh, it, you know, just, it just really touched on the, the aspect of F3 and that it's, it's far, far more than a workout. You know, it's, it's way more than a workout. It's... Um, it's 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 life changing. It's it's the fellowship that you get that uh, that you, you can't find in many other places. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And so, I mean, for all you guys listening out there, if anybody doesn't know about F three, I think most of our listeners are F three, but anybody who doesn't know about it, and you're a man, you got to find a, an area, whatever is the closest region to you, and, and get involved with F three because it's it's not about the workout, right? It's a leadership development program at its heart. That's what the mission is. But part of that means uh, the fellowship and, and uh, standing alongside each other. So that's really cool, man. So uh, any epiphanies? Anything you, what, you know, it's going to take a little while for you to, to, to marinate on this and process this, I know, but, you know, you're a couple, uh, <clears throat> a couple hours removed from, uh, from the grind now. And so, you know, what do you think you learned or what are you bringing home with this? 
Good question. Um, you know, I think the big thing I learned is um, just better ways to focus on others. Um, you know, to take to take care of and, and lead other men um, in in chaotic environments. You know, our our beatdowns that we lead in, you know, back home on a Saturday or Wednesday, or Friday, whatever it is, pretty controlled environment. You know, you can kind of go in there with a plan. The only thing that might throw you off uh, the plan is, you know, someone shows up that, uh, you know, maybe can't do a bunch of exercises or, you know, maybe the, maybe it's rainy instead of you were expecting it to be nice uh, weather or, you know, something simple like that. And uh, that's that's pretty basic chaos compared to what we experienced this weekend. Um, and so I think that was the, the, the big takeaway is just how to kind of try and process all of that simultaneously while you're trying to lead men. Yeah. Do you think you come up with any new ideas when you queue next? Definitely. Yeah. We could we could certainly replicate some of the things that we did down here and uh, give the folks a little bit of a taste of it. Yeah, sweet. So our biggest, uh, most attended beatdown is Saturday mornings. And I have the queue this Saturday. So I've already got an idea of what I'm going to do just from, you know, being part of the King Builder and watching you guys suffer. So I already had kind of an idea going in, but now I've, I've got my own ideas. Oh. So uh, so we'll see. We're not going to get in the Susquehanna River, though, because that, oh. that, that thing is just nasty, polluted. <laughs> nasty is right. <clears throat> All right. So uh, there are a number of guys that um, that have done this, that have done multiple GTEs. Yeah. Uh, so Bono, who was a trainer one, he's done like 20. He was involved with GORUCK first and then GORUCK. A cadre Danny. But um, Flight Nurse, who's a cadre, he just participated as one of the guys this time. You know, so this, a lot of these guys, Funny Car. Yeah. And, um, our man Funny Car. You know, he's old like it, me. I think it was his fourth, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's third. Third. Okay. Yeah, it's his third. Like, what are you doing, dude? But he, yeah, but he does it. So these guys keep coming back and they keep putting themselves back through this crucible. Are you going to do another one? You know, I, I think my thought is this, is like, you know, maybe maybe if, let's say, three guys from our F3 Susquehanna Valley region would agree to do one and could come up with a date that the three of them could do it together, I'll do it with them. Seem fair? Seems very fair. So let's see. Uh, that leaves me out because uh, of my issues. So I'm guessing – I'm not going to guess. Should, should, we, should we name some names or should we just let them uh, – Leave it a mystery and let them think about it. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Well, let's throw some names out there. Put a little heat on them. What All do right. you think? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think I think Mater should do one. Mater. I think he would take advantage of it. Uh, I think Half Thor would really enjoy and benefit from one. Half Thor. Aquaman. Aquaman. Let's see here. Who else? I had not You know... If if he would come out of uh, F three retirement, three Pac should do one of these. Three Pac, yeah, he's not going to do it. Yeah, he's he's more of the gym guy now. Like, dude, he, dude, when I did when I did army crawls and and our cues, he was <laughs> mad because he got his shirt dirty. Okay, I'm, so we'll just call him out anyhow, right? But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those are the, those are those are the first ones that come to mind. But uh, there's there's others. Yeah, there's others. Uh, if your name wasn't mentioned, it doesn't mean we don't think you could do it. So uh, you know, we we hate to leave anybody out. Yeah, and I, I know Beach Ball probably couldn't handle it because he's not, you know, he, he he's just not that tough. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, and Porky's doesn't like to get his feet wet, so we know he's right. we know he's not gonna do it. 
No, Porky's, he's, he doesn't like, he won't get wet when we get wet at home. So, you know, that's out. That's out for him. Beach ball's got a bad back and, you know, he's, he's probably not going to Don't give him it. an excuse. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. All right, man. Anything else? This is going to wrap up this episode uh, live from the GTE 44 down in Cape Fear, Veterans Day weekend. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so I'm going to let you wrap things up. Like, so just just put a bow on this thing, you know, and tell guys out there, you know, what, whatever message you have for them. You know, the reason I ended up finally doing this and signing up is because we had multiple guys come on the podcast there in rapid succession that talked about grow rocks and just stress so much like they're life changing and you need to do one like you need to do one with some urgency and that's that's what finally got me over the edge um because that that's how i feel now for two years i thought about doing one but quite honestly i was, I was a little scared and a little afraid um i was a little scared and afraid leading up to uh, up to this like even the night before i'm like like how bad is this really going to be you know, am I gonna am I gonna handle things well when chaos erupts as you're trying to lead these men? And uh, it, it and after doing it, you know, if if you train, prepare your body for it. Um, try and prepare a little bit mentally. Like you you can, you can get through it, and you'll come out a better man at the other end. And it it will definitely be an experience that um, it'll suck. Uh, it'll 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 challenge you. It'll be rough. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. Um, but you'll come out a better man on the other side. And so you definitely should do one. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up this episode. And uh, it's very appropriate that we ended this episode with dial-up. We've talked to so many high-impact men, uh, but dial-up for for sure is just another high-impact man. All right. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week. And you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.